What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got one more guest here for this Thursday edition of Bang the Book Radio. That is professional handicapper Tony George from Doc Sports. Tony, how's it going today, man? Doing good. Doing good. Just tallying up the uh, totals in the NBA for the first half of the season and and uh, set a record for units one in my 27 years in the first half of the NBA season. So uh, still got one more game to go before the All-Star break, Adam. So I'm not going to break my arm, pat myself on the back, but uh, fired up about the second half of that for sure. So here's a question for you. I mean, obviously we talk about teams going into the break, whether it's MLB, NHL, NBA, and you know the teams that are playing really well, they don't want the All-Star break. The teams that are not playing well, they're thrilled to step away from it for a little bit. I take it since you're running hot right now, you just want this thing to keep going day after day after day. Yeah, I'm a little pissed off. The break's coming, that's for sure. We're on a 30 and 15 roll here. Up 89 units, $100 player, up $7,140. We document all that over at Docs. And, and uh, we found a lot of value, at least I found a lot of value, and I started doing this late last year and just did a crap ton of it this year. A lot of first-half lines in the NBA, you know, and just from a, I, I guess, a situational analysis and how I look at things, you know, even from a layman's term, how many times have you sat around the bar with your buddies talking about NBA games, they go, well, don't even bother watching until the last five minutes, you know. And uh, because there's a lot of times you got a team laying a big number and they're up, you know, 15 and a half times, then they they get complacent and and uh, they let teams hang around, get back in it. They, they, they protect the lead. They don't come out with the same intensity in the second half after they've been putting it to somebody. And I thought, why not take advantage of that and cut that line down in about half? If the team's laying eight or nine, now they're laying three and a half or four. And and uh, only three first-half line losses, Adam, the entire first half of the season using that philosophy. And um, 77% with those picks alone. So that, that's an angle that I've been using. I really don't mess with first-half totals. But the first half lines, you know, and there's some games, you know, obviously I don't take all favorites. I'll take plus the number as well. But it's always a nice scenario, too, I found, you know, when you're looking at the NBA, um, especially fading teams off back-to-backs in the first half scoring. They tend to come out lethargic and a little sluggish. You know, the Knicks tonight, probably a good example, you know, they're off of, uh, game against Philly where Atlanta's rested and they beat LA and so you know Atlanta's laying up around eight, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half in that game 
which they probably should be because the Knicks just absolutely stink worse than anything. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can cut that down to four, four and a half. You know, you find value in lines like that, you know. Uh, so, you know, you don't really don't want to lay eight and a half with a team like Atlanta with their record, you know, uh, against anybody, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we're finding a lot of value with those and uh, been highly successful. We'll continue to utilize that uh, philosophy in the second half of the season. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, where, you know, as the game wears on, uh, the better team usually gets it going, or at least you would think that they would get it going. Mm -hmm. So you do take some of that variance and and some of that volatility out of the equation by looking at the first half. So I think that's a really strong way to look at it. Uh, Sort of walk us through, I mean, when you look at first half lines compared to the full game lines, you know, you said that they're sort of cut in half a little bit. So do you generally tend to – just take that first half win or will you look to sort of double down in the second half, you know, for on a personal handicapping level at times that's the, and we've talked about this before times um, it, it is a huge advantage to live in Las Vegas. Now, obviously you can do it online, I guess it's not hundred percent legal, but I out here with these apps you have on your phone for stations and Westgate CG and William Hill you know, you have them all on your phone, and you're, you know, able – they geo-track your telephone, so they know you're within the borders of Nevada, and you can wager these games at halftime. I do it more so in college than the NBA, um, where I'll take a look where, I'm, man, I'm losing that. You know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm losing that. And, um, you know, I, I didn't see this coming. These guys didn't show up, you know, or – a player that was supposed to not play ended up playing, you know, for a team that was listed as doubtful. And then he comes out and the, the, you know, SOB's got 12 points at halftime and six boards. And he was, you know, supposedly in a walking boot two days before, you know, that sort of thing. So you can, you, you have an advantage, you know, doing this 27 years that you see how games unfold. There's, there's so many games I've seen Adam over 27 years where I'll look at my wife or watching games, she's, she's stuck with my lifestyle, or my buddy sitting at the, my local watering hole. I go up and there's a sports bar and watch all the TVs are all on the games. And I'll look at them and go, you know, I've seen this movie before. I know how it turns out. And utilizing some of that experience using those halftime lines is, is a great angle uh, as well. But, yeah, these first half lines, um, I've really been – I've just been highly successful with them. I've got kind of a system. There's all kinds of websites you can go to online that have a lot of scoring statistics, and they break it down by quarters and halves. And, and I found a couple of websites out there that really are some great tools, and it all boils down to recent form. I saw a team that was scoring, you know, like 52 points in the first half on the season. And then I go in and I look at their last five, and they're scoring 61. And they're way up on their matrix. So, you know, and they were an underdog. I think it was like Miami, and they were playing. They were playing Denver here a couple three days ago. We had a big top play on them. They were catching six, and they ended up. I think they were only down five. It had as close, but you know, not too many people are going to take Miami on a fourth road leg, fourth fourth leg of a road series in elevation at Denver. But Denver was beat up in that game. But anyway, you're able to catch the points. And then the other thing is. A lot of times, you know, you find out teams like the Lakers who really don't close well. 
They played Atlanta the other night. They ended up getting beaten Atlanta, but they were only laying two points in the first half. And they, they covered that, but as usual, they faded late. So, you know, you're taking tendencies and, and how teams are trending, uh, and you utilize that to your, you know, the best way to bet them is in the first half, not the second half, put it that way. There's a lot of teams out there that are good first-half teams and crappy second-half teams, and you just got to follow those statistics and watch them, Adam, and you're going to find some value in the NBA. Now, what about attacking first halves from a market entry standpoint? I mean, do you worry about, you know, what's going to happen with the line movement for the full game? Do you sort of sit on that and be patient before hitting the first halves? Or, you know, are you just jumping on these things as they get posted? I come right out of the gate with them. You know, um, we got to have our plays out here at 830 Pacific every day or I guess it's 9 Pacific or 10 – I guess it's 10 Pacific for, for NBA and, and 8.30 Pacific for uh, 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 college basketball. That's how Docs runs their system there. Um, but nonetheless, no, I, I look at them – I actually handicap the games, you know, when the lines come out the day before. I, at, at, you know, any given day, like today's games, the lines, by yesterday at 4 o'clock, I was looking at lines. And I have a power rating, so I know where the lines are pretty much going to be. You know, and then I start looking at those first half statistics and seeing where they're coming out. And then you do wait, you know, at night, like I wanted to wait, like tonight, just an example. You want to sit around and see how bad or how how deep into the bench and how fatigued the Knicks were trying to beat, the, you know, the Sixers last night. You know, and then you know they got to go on the road. They've won their two and 30, their last 32 games. I think they've, what, lost 17 in a row or something? It's just pathetic. You know, and, and it's the day before the All-Star break. Last thing these guys want to do is travel. The last thing these guys want to do is play a game. So you look at those scenarios and you look at those lines, and then, you know, the minute the halftime lines don't open up right away, they're more, more in the morning. But when I see them and it's ripe, I jump on it and get it posted. So is it, do you adopt the same approach then in college basketball as well, or do you kind of wait for the market to, uh, you know, sort of settle in, or are you just, you know, firing away yeah. in college too? No, 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 no. Um, college is different. No, you wait, you wait around, see what the market's going to do, um, and, and react to it from there. I do, haven't done – I think I've done only college basketball. I've only done probably four or five first-half lines. And it usually was a really good team. I, I won. I won a couple with Michigan. Who Michigan seems to get out, especially early in the season. We're getting out real, real well in the first half, and then kind of struggling. You know, you, I don't know how many times I've watched a Michigan game where I'm sitting here sweating out free throws with you know 43 seconds left, hoping that you know the other team misses them because Michigan pissed away a lead. They end up still winning, and they were laying some premium numbers, and they and the line kept the market was took a while to catch up to Michigan. And now they've caught up and they're putting premium numbers on them. But, you know, it's just an example. Um, I do wait around and see how the line movement goes on those college games before I start making any big moves. All right, so we've got one more day of the NBA here before the All-Star break begins. For 24 teams, the All-Star break has already started. For six teams, the All-Star break begins after the final horn tonight. Overs yesterday in the NBA, 10-1. and The only game it didn't go over, Milwaukee and Indiana. So, does that sort of lead into what your thoughts would be for tonight's three games? Yeah, you're not going to see much defense tonight. No, nobody really gives a rat's ass. I mean, you've got 236 on New Orleans, 
Charlotte and Orlando look ripe at 213. Uh, they really do. Orlando played uh, off a huge win. Um, obviously, the 225 in Atlanta, you just don't know what New York's going to bring to the table tonight. That scares me about that game. I stay away from that. But both Oklahoma City and and uh, um, the Oklahoma City, New Orleans, and then uh, Orlando, uh, Charlotte, you know, anytime you can get a total – hell, Adam, I, I never thought I'd say this, but anytime you get a total under 215, you got to be looking to take the over. I mean, you don't – you just don't see too many totals under 210 anymore, which is amazing. There's absolutely no defense that is being played in the NBA. There's a couple of good defensive teams. You know, Indiana, you spoke of them um, last night, you know. But Indiana can play some good defense. Detroit can play some decent defense. And there's a lot of teams like that that are – that in order to win games, they have to hold opponents down to under, you know, 110 in order to have a shot at winning. But – for the most part, I was shocked at that stat last night. Um, I was all in on Sacramento last night for a big, huge top play catching eight at Denver. And that's a team that I think everybody – I would just like to say this. That's a team that everybody wants to keep an eye on in the second half out west. They're going to make some noise. They've got a great young backcourt with Heidel and Fox. I can't even imagine how good they would be if they could have hung on to, to Cousins. Uh, but this is a good basketball team, and uh, um, anytime they're a big underdog, you want to take a look at them, Adam. Now, the, the, the one thing about this is, you know, a, a lot of times, and I say this in Major League Baseball especially since it's something I cover on a daily basis over at Bang the Book, I usually try to avoid the times before the All-Star break because I just don't know where teams are from a motivational standpoint. But then, you know, the more you kind of look at this thing, the 10 and 1 to the over makes sense. Or, you know, teams on the road punting that last game in the NHL or Major League Baseball or something, maybe I need to change my thought process with that. And, you know, it's just one of those things where everyone gets scared with something that's unique or out of the ordinary. Maybe you just want to take it for what it's worth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to adapt a little bit. You know, I have found, especially in college sports, that the old school handicapping techniques don't always work and you need to adapt it. And uh, much like uh, the NFL, the NBA is uh, all about offense and nothing about defense. You don't hear about any, you know, shutdown defenses uh, in the NBA, you know, dominating, you know, the standings. So it's just it's not that way. You've got to find teams with, you know, more so than anything, you're going to have to weigh your shooting percentages in the last five games between teams. The teams with the better shooting percentages, especially from three-point range, simply are the teams you're going to have to take if they're in a group. Just look at those last five-game stats, get a feel for where they're at right here, right now. Anybody right now that's looking at season-long stats uh, in the NBA, you're not going to win a lot of games, you know, using power ratings based on those. You want to go off the last five and how they're trending. And right now, the NBA is trending over comes to these totals. It's just insane, some of these games that you see. 250, 260, 270 points being scored. Total sitting at 236, and you're scared to death to take the over. And it flies over by 25 points. It's just that's the nature of the beast right now. One last thing I want to ask you about with the NBA here, and, and we'll be able to talk about this more on next week's segment, but, you know, overnight lines will come out on Wednesday, obviously. So I want to leave our listeners with a, a couple of thoughts coming out of the All-Star break. What is your approach right. to that where these guys are off for about a week? Well, you want to be careful. You know, I, I talked about 
you know, a documented plus 89 units um, for the first half of the season. Last year, my total for the season was 78 to the good, Adam, which is a good year, you know, for a $100 player. But at the end of the day, you know, I've garnered those units pretty much taking one game at a time, one play at a time, one, one bet per day, maybe two. I think I've had like three triple headers the entire season as, you know, and um, the bottom line is, as I've said on your show a million times, less is more. You might as well tattoo that to my wife's rear end because that's my motto. You know, you take it easy coming out of the break, but you want to start looking teams with a big lead that might want to coast out of the gate a little bit that aren't as motivated. You want to start looking at those teams in the playoff standings, and you can go get on any various websites, probably even bang the book for all I know. You can go in there and look at the playoff picture right now. Those teams that are ranked 12th through about 6th, all vying for that crucial 8th spot to get in the playoffs. So, you know, the number one seed can kick their ass when they get in the playoffs. But nonetheless, they're all vying for those playoffs. And so you, I, I always look at those teams and who's motivated. You take a look at the East and the West, and there's a lot of teams within three or four games going 12 deep into the, into the standings that are only three or four games out of the playoff spot. So I always kind of keep an eye on those teams see who was surging at the end of the first half of the se- at first half of the season before the all-star break. And hopefully that momentum continues uh, into the second half. But I always take a look at those teams. I look to fade the top teams that are coasting and start, and start taking a hard look at uh, the, you know, the, the teams in that, that crucial six to 12 spots. They're all going to play hard to get in the playoffs. And I cherry pick a few out of those out of the gate, but I keep the volume low for about the first week before these teams start getting their chemistry back and gelling together because they're all going 15 different ways from Sunday during the All-Star break for a little vacation, those those that aren't playing. And you'll see a lot of teams too, Adam, you know, like Golden State, for instance, got a bunch of players in, you know, a bunch of players in the uh, All-Star game. Uh, you know, some of these superstar teams, Houston, James Harden, some of these big superstars, the Greek Freak, you know, they're in Milwaukee, Giannis. You know, you start taking a look at those those teams and who they're playing out of the gate because these superstar players are theirs that are putting up 27, you know, 27 points a night and 10 boards aren't going to come into those first few games 100% because they've been out at the all-star break doing a little partying, wearing themselves out, that sort of thing. And getting their, pardon me, getting their focus back is, is a key, and it takes a little bit. All right, now let's transition over to the college hardwood for a couple of minutes. Um, You know, obviously right now at this time of the year, you're talking about a lot of rematches and some revenge Mm -hmm. games here in conference play. So what's the handicapping mindset with those types of games, Tony? Well, sometimes, you know, I read this in your email you sent me. You kind of wanted to touch on this, and I was thinking about it. And I've always had a philosophy about revenge and rematches. You know, these teams in conference that play twice, you know, a year. You know, and uh, this year it's been a little bit different. Uh, and I'll use the Missouri Valley a, a, as an example because you and I have talked about it over the years. It's one of my specialty conferences. Um, the home road dichotomy. You know, if you're on the road in Mo Valley, you were just going to lose. Even going back to when Wichita State and Creighton were in it, you know, you number one team playing the number twelve team. You know, if you were going on the road your chances of losing were pretty high and your chances of covering five or six on the road were almost impossible. 
Uh, same thing in the Big 12. Now all that has changed. You know, we had Kansas State the other night catching catching points at, at Texas, you know. And it's like, well, Texas at home, you know, you just beat Oklahoma. They have Kansas all they wanted in there. You know, Kansas State can't put up a lot of points, you know, and it's just tough to win on the road. It's not that way this year. But, but you know, the, the one thing that I look at is, and I, I, you do have to factor in revenge, and especially if they have revenge at home. If they lost on the road and they were the better team, they're at home. You might want to jump on a team like Kansas. You might want to jump on a team like Michigan State. You know, you might want to jump on a team like Duke, you know, that, that may have lost on the road. You know, now they're at home. Of course, they're going to stick a premium number on them. But, but at the end of the day, for the most part, Team A beats Team B by 12 points, you know, as a one-point favorite on the road or a two-point underdog or whatever. It might just be by the simple fact, Adam, that they're just flat out a better basketball team. So you got to break down the statistics, you know, and I don't look at the last game. You'll go in there and say, well, they lost, you know, they shot 28%. You know, I mean, you you take a look at what the game was and you factor that in a little bit. But at the end of the day, a lot of teams just beat teams because they're better than they are. And nothing has changed in the two weeks since they played. You know, as a matter of fact, one team may have gotten even better and the other team, the other guy may have gotten even worse. So, it's all about situational analysis, but at the end of the day, I do look for revenge spots or I do look for, you know, kind of a, a season split. You see a lot of season splits on home and homes, but it's not a, it's not something that you just plug in and go, oh, they're due to beat them now. They're going to beat them at home. No, then maybe the fact is the other team's just better than they are, and if the number's right, you, I, I'm not afraid to go against that trend, Adam. And I think that's the key thing. I think a lot of people and, you know, a lot of novice handicappers, I don't want to say they get lazy, but they oversimplify what revenge actually means. I mean, if that first game was played in early January and was the first road conference game for a team or there's a big strength of schedule described played out the way that it did, it doesn't necessarily mean that the other team is going to get revenge here or vice versa, but simply that there's a, every game is unique. And teams, as you mentioned, have gotten better over the course of the conference play season. Maybe there was a lot of turnover. They played a weak non-conference schedule. Now they're in better form. You, you just don't want to take it for granted that, oh, this team is going to get revenge. I think too many people fall yeah, in that you know, and, 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 there's, and there's a couple of them, you know, that I circle, you know, in, in a big game. And I'll give you an example because, you know, not only the Mo Valley, I follow the Big 12. Kansas lost at K-State. They're going to play at Kansas again before the season's over. And Kansas State's first in the Big 12, and Kansas is number two. And you know, I know Bill Self and company. Right now, they're a little beat up. They've got some injury issues. Uh, they've got some depth issues. Um, they've got uh, really don't have a, a true point guard. Kansas has won numerous games without a true point guard over the years. But that might be a game where I think a team is going to exact some revenge on a very strong home floor. The problem is it's going to be real interesting to see where that number's at because when Kansas ends up lining up against K-State, you know, in revenge mode, Sunflower State showdown type thing, because these guys hate each other. Their fans hate each other. I grew up in the Midwest. I've been to games in Manhattan and in Lawrence when they played each other. It is not pretty. It is not pretty. There is no love lost between these two teams. You know, although there's some mutual respect among Weber and Self as, in terms of coaching, at the end of the day, they want to beat the hell out of each other. 
And if you can catch that number with Kansas, you know, around maybe four or five, you know, hopefully it'd be less than that. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, there are certain games I will circle and say, I want to see what this line is when this game pops up on the schedule because if there's a, there might be an opportunity for a very strong home team to exact a little bit of revenge. But then again, Kansas goes into – let's just use a hypothetical, Adam. Say Kansas is coming in there because Kansas has been inconsistent all year long. Say they uh, they go in there and they've lost two straight and it looks like they're going to be due and this is the game. You know, you still got to look at the right here, right now, and what the situation is coming into that game. But right now, what, the way I'm looking at it, uh, Kansas State's playing as good as anybody in the Big 12 right now. And, and if that number's you know, around three-ish, you know, um, that might be a revenge spot where you can get a, a manageable number that you can handicap into and bet into a really good number, you know, on a home floor that's clearly worth four points. There are very few home floors that are worth four points in in college basketball. Duke's one of them. Kansas is one of them. There's a few others you can go into and say, you know, this is clearly not your two or three point. You know, it's it's in excess of that. So you figure that into the line with your power rating. And in a couple of those revenge spots, you might be able to find some opportunity. Tony George, professional handicapper over at Docs Sports. What's going on over at Docs right now, Tony? Well, we're on a nice little ten and five run in college basketball. Got a nice little double header tonight. Uh, small conference, a lot of small conference action games tonight. Finding a lot of opportunity with these. I call them hidden gems. I got a couple tonight where I had almost seven or eight point overlays against the spread based on the number. I think the odds makers fell asleep at the wheel in the getaway car there, Adam. So I'm going to go ahead and put out double header. And then we got one play in the NBA tonight, and it is a first half line play. And we're ending the season on a 30 and 15 run. Hopefully, we're taking it to 31 and 15. And I did so just go to docsports.com. Every, every card's guaranteed. And of course, don't forget my YouTube page. Sample size of 522 games, daily free play videos, 61% the last 16 months. Documented. We document those on the website, so be sure and get over and see my video over at YouTube. Make sure you follow Tony on Twitter as well, at Sports. Tony, appreciate the time as always, sir. Thank you so much for joining me. Chat with you again next week. Okay, thanks, Adam. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.